Welcome to Math Mutation, a podcast where we discuss fun, interesting, or just plain weird corners of mathematics that you would not have heard in school. Recording from Hillsborough, Oregon, this is Eric Seligman, your host. And now, on to the math. Math Mutation 124. Everything is a rubber donut. We've all heard the classical stories of how pre-modern people really knew the Earth was round. For example, as a ship sailed away, you could see its mast receding from view around the curve of the Earth, and Magellan's circumnavigation of the globe would seem to have settled the question. But is a round Earth the only possible explanation for these phenomena? Actually, if you think about it, there are many possible forms the Earth could have taken. For example, suppose our planet were a large torus, or donut shape. People would have observed local curvature as they watched departing ships, and again, it would have been possible to travel west for a while and return from the east. There are a few pesky laws of physics that tend to produce round planets, but in this podcast we don't care about such trivial details since we're just thinking about the mathematical possibilities. Thinking about such alternatives is what led mathematicians to pose the famous problem known as the Poincaré conjecture, which was just resolved a few years ago. To begin with, suppose our planet had been a torus. Would there have been ways to distinguish that situation from living on a sphere? Actually, there are various fundamental differences between a torus and a sphere. For example, if you circumnavigate the sphere, your path partitions it into two halves, and anyone crossing from the north of your path to the south of it must cross your path at some point. On the torus, if you were circumnavigating the short way into the donut hole and back, your path would not bisect it, and another traveler could make it to the other side without ever crossing your path. A similar test you could do is to stretch a long rubber band along your path and tie it together when you return to your starting point. When you're done, can you slide it along the surface and eventually contract it back to an arbitrarily small size? On a sphere, you'll always be able to do this, but on a torus, if you travel into the hole and back, you'll never be able to fully contract the rubber band. The branch of mathematics that studies basic properties like these of surfaces is known as topology. In topology, mathematicians study the essential features of surfaces that do not vary when they're stretched or continuously deformed. So you can think of a surface as a giant sheet of rubber. Tearing or gluing is out of bounds, but you can distort it all you want. In more precise terms, two surfaces are homeomorphic or topologically equivalent if there's a continuous invertible one-to-one mapping between them. The classic example is that a coffee cup is topologically equivalent to a donut. Both are continuous surfaces with a single hole. You can imagine creating non-equivalent surfaces by adding extra handles to a sphere or punching additional holes in a donut. Add one handle to a sphere and you have a travel sphere convenient to take on the airplane, but with a little stretching it's also equivalent to a donut. With two handles you have something equivalent to a kind of figure eight donut with two holes, and so on. A surprising result of 19th century mathematics was that if you look at any closed compact surface that can exist in a 3D space, that is, without any infinite protrusions or sharp edges, it's guaranteed to be homeomorphic to a sphere with a number of handles, or equivalently to a donut with some number of holes. So no matter how crazy a surface you think you can construct in a 3D world, in some sense it's equivalent to a stretched end-hole donut. This result first appeared in a paper in 1888, though it wasn't rigorously proven until the 20th century. Now where does the Poincaré conjecture fit into all this? Well, first we need to extend our vision by a dimension and think about discussing three-dimensional surfaces in four-dimensional space. Not very easy to visualize due to our daily lives occurring in our lame 3D universe, but the basic concepts are the same. The question Poincaré asked is essentially whether, just like for 2D surfaces, any closed compact surface without a hole is homeomorphic to a sphere, is any such 3D surface in a 4-space equivalent to a hypersphere? I'm glossing over quite a few details here, but that's the basic concept. It seems like a relatively simple question, but took our best minds over a century to solve. 
You may recall how back in episode 12 I talked about the fact that this conjecture has now been proven and about the odd decision of Grigory Perlman, the eccentric Russian genius who solved the problem, to refuse the Fields Medal. At the time, I wimped out of trying to describe the theorem itself, but since then I've read an excellent book on the topic by Donald O'Shea, which gave me enough basics to attempt this podcast. If you're still confused, an entirely likely possibility, I highly recommend taking a look at that book, which is linked in the show notes. And this has been your Math Mutation for today. 